All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Claimed. I have an amazing woman here with me today. Her name is Julie, and she's calling from Georgetown, Texas. And she has been a member, a very successful member, I should say, of the Claimed program. Um, welcome, Julie. And uh, I'm so excited that you decided to join us. Yeah, thank you so much, Anna. Yeah, thank you. And uh, you're quite brave, Julie, because to do this requires um, requires courage, I should say. And I know you've been listening and watching my <laughs> interviews with other women. And I always say, you know, it, it takes a lot of courage to come out there and, and share your story. So I'm deeply grateful um, for you being able to show up. And I know the listeners are as well. And I also know that you have been a podcast listener. You told me for about two years. So you're not, you know, the new kid on the block. And so, yeah, let's begin, I guess, by... Um, chatting about your story and what we're going to start with, I'm curious if you can remember, because I know you've been in the program for quite some time and you've been really digging into this. And by now, um, I would consider you as the graduate of the client program, but I know you're still showing up and on the calls and everything, but you really truly just like every woman who I invite on the call, um, you embody those claim um, values. And I know that your life um, shifted and transformed as a result of going through the claim program. But I'll let you talk about that. So let's start with you. Um, if you can rewind to the time when you just found out about my work, I'm curious, what was your situation? How did you actually come, um, you know, upon my, my, my work and, and what we do here in Claimed? Yeah, thank you so much, Anna. Um, so I I found your podcast um, through, I believe it was a Facebook ad. And at the time I was actually, <laughs> I was alone with my two kids. My um, ex-husband had walked out and, you know, him and I were kind of trying to work things out. Um, unfortunately, you know, that didn't, didn't happen. But um, I knew... At the time that he left, I knew that there was something, you know, fundamentally wrong in our relationship. I was kind of leading a lot of the things in the household and I felt like I didn't have any support. And so um, I don't even remember what I was Googling. I was probably looking up like how to fix your relationship or how to make him, you know, listen to you or something silly like that. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it like popped up on my Facebook as an ad and it was your one hour or your one hour uh, training. And I said, yes, I'm going to listen to this. And then, you know, got to know you a little bit. I feel like I took like feverish notes during that one hour and was trying to like implement things. And I had actually come from kind of this uh, mindset of being able to do everything on my own. And so after about a year of doing research on you, your program, listening to the podcast, it took me a whole year to sign up for my discovery call, wow. which, you know, I know some women are like that and other ones, you know, jump right into it. Can I just ask but, you about this? Um, yeah. Why did it take you a whole year? What, what, what was about it that did you need more information to get to know me and the work a little bit better? Did you need more kind of results from other women? Because you're right. I mean, there's a whole, like, we've got women who watch that same, you know, who read that same ad on Facebook, watch the webinar, they're on the discovery call today, and they're signing up today. Like, we've got women who sign up within 24 mm -hmm. hours. But then we also have women like you who need more time. So I'm just curious if you can tell me a little bit more about what what was that for you? And then what was the moment where you're like, okay, I'm ready to sign up for my call? Yeah. So at the time when I found you, I was doing actually like 
I mean, this is going to sound ridiculous, but like four different healing programs already. And okay. so I was doing a separate program with a, a nurse practitioner friend of mine who does holistic medicine. Um, and I was seeing like three different, uh, like one coach and two different um, just general people that we were doing counseling. And so, you know, I think at that time I was just overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm also just naturally... Um, I guess, slow to kind of make a decision. And, and I wanted to get to know you more, honestly. And I wanted to make sure that it was worth the commitment. You know, I already knew that it was probably going to be a, a decent monetary commitment. So I wanted to be ready uh, when I when I did do my discovery call. And um, I'm trying to think what made me sign up. Oh, I remember. So at the end of the year, you offered like a thousand dollars off for the first 10 ladies. Yes. Yes. This was almost a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So exactly. And so I thought, yeah. And then I kept getting your emails that were like five spaces left and three spaces left. And I was like, oh man, you know, like if I'm going to do it and I'm very fiscally responsible as well. So obviously I was waiting for a deal. I like to deal. <laughs> And so I thought, man, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to, you know, I have to go all in. And I really felt like January, um, because my divorce was going to be finalized, you know, it was just a good ending to that chapter of my life and kind of a beginning to my, my next chapter. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. And so here you are on the yeah. discovery call um, with Barbara almost a year ago. Mm -hmm. And tell me a little bit more about, um, well, Actually, before we talk about the discovery call, maybe you can talk a little bit about having that context that you were working with four different people. And I know this is, you know, this is quite common, you know, women who enter the client program. This is not their first rodeo in terms, I mean, for some it is, but I would say the majority of women, they have done personal growth for quite a bit. Some of them have been in therapy for years and things like that. So because you're coming from that kind of background, I'm curious, um, because you you were you were working with these people following me for a year. What really um, what really resonated with you in, in in the work and and what kept you I guess uh, being pulled into the work and resonating uh, with you and and what made you I guess make make the decision and, and not let's say continue with the natural you said holistic medicine or the coach or the counseling mm -hmm. and really go mm -hmm. towards that path. Yeah. So. You know, I'm super grateful for everything that those counselors and those providers had to offer me. And they they got me a certain a certain ways down the path, but I still carried like a ton of tension in my shoulders, my neck. You know, I was having a lot of like liver pain and, and other things. And I knew that the healing that I needed wasn't outside of me necessarily. It was something that needed to come from within. I was still carrying a lot of trauma from my relationship and even from my childhood that none of those other methods really even touched on. You know, it was all like head thinking, like, mm -hmm. I know that I should feel this way. I know that I'm supported. I know that I'm loved. But in my heart, I didn't really feel supported and loved. And I remember as I listened to the podcast, and I'm just going to be honest, the first thing I did so I didn't really believe that men told the truth or that there was good men out there. And so the first thing I did, you had a series of like 20 men on your girl skill yes. podcast. I don't know if you remember yes. this. 
they were kind of all in a row. So the first thing I did was downloaded <laughs> all of those, those podcasts. And I just listened to them over and over and over again. I'm like, okay, if these men are on this podcast, they are out there. But at the time, I didn't feel worthy of, of that caliber of men, I guess. Um, and so I knew I had a lot of internal things that needed to change. Mm. And I had already, like you said, I had already tried all of the counseling and I had even done EMDR um, therapy. Mm -hmm. And um, so I felt like your program was the best fit for me. And then obviously you talk about the community of women and they're successful, they're driven, they've kind of done things all on their own. I'm like, that is me. Yeah, that is me. But I don't know how to get me from this point that I'm at to where I want to be, which is attracting those successful men. Mm. Yeah, got it. So in, in summary, it was um, the fact that you were, and I love that you're saying this, Julie, because that's exactly what, as you know, and that's why you're here, um, we, we do in the program. And I see this a lot in the personal growth space and in the therapy and all these modalities are obviously amazing. And all of them, I truly believe that are doing their part. However, there is that missing piece, um, which is, you know, I call it or, well, we call it the embodiment piece where you write, right? So when you when you um, approach personal growth from a very head head based intellectual thought process rationalization things like that, of course you look around and you're like, well, yes, I have the love and I have the support and I have all of that, and you might even be telling yourself that I am worthy of. You know, I see these comments all the time from women. I am, I am great. You know, I am the full package. I, tr I believe, like one of my girlfriends even told me, you know, um, a few, few weeks ago, she's still looking for one. She's like, but I, but, but, you know, but I believe that men are great, but they're, but they're amazing, you know, and all of that. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you tell yourself, but what is the reality that we see? And what are the kinds of the men are you attracting in your life? That is actually the truth that you believe deep down inside because men are our mirrors. And so I love the fact that mm -hmm. you're saying, that yeah, all these things are great and I understand it, but I didn't feel like I was loved or supported or that I could trust men or whatever. So from here on, you sign up for your discovery call, you jump on the promotion and the deal, which we don't do very often, by the way. Uh, so if you ever get one of those, <laughs> you should totally jump on board. Um, and so, yeah, what happened on the discovery call, Julie, and what made you sign up for the program? Yeah. So Barbara was amazing. I felt like I was talking to like an old girlfriend, you know, like, and the, the thing that really came across for me was she just was calm. You know, mm -hmm. she was like, I've been where you were. I've worked through my stuff and here's where I am today, you know, and this is kind of what we have to offer. And there was no like pressure to sign up because I've, I've actually been involved in other programs where there was like a lot of pressure, like you had to sign up within eight hours or the price goes up or whatever. And so I really appreciated just basically being able to take the space if I needed it in order to make that decision without any pressure. And, you know, by that time I was already ready. Right. <laughs> like, I already knew. I mean, I think I gave her my, my credit card, like same same call. So yeah. yeah, after a year of doing my research, I kind of was like, okay, I know this is, this is a right. Bit. Yeah, great. And so let's, so you, here you are joining the program and, um, and obviously there's so many things we could talk about there, Julie, with every single woman, right? But I'm curious if you were to think about your biggest two to three 
kind of aha moments and what really moved the needle for you and to have the transformation that you wanted. Um, what, what were these two, three aha moments? Hmm. So probably the biggest one for me was realizing that everything I wanted was actually inside of myself. And obviously that was like towards the end of the program, mm -hmm. you know, and the way you have it set up is so beautiful. I mean, you walk you through like your childhood and your current relationships. And, and I also really loved um, the activity where we go back and we look at like patterns with men. Um, that was a huge eye opener because even though the men that I, I had dated, which was very few, I had the exact same pattern mm. and I couldn't see it until it was in front of my face, kind of staring me in the face. And so, um, which was nice for me. Cause then I was like, okay, I realize it has nothing to do with the men. It has everything to do with me. Like I'm something inside of me is attracting this same pattern. And I was the common denominator between the three or four, I think it was three um, that I originally did. You know, and um, yeah, I would say that's my biggest one. I mean, there was a lot of little things that happened along the way, but, you know, just realizing that I had the power to give myself everything I was looking for. And then from that place attract, you know, my, my committed masculine man, that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so to all the women listening, I'm just thinking, I'm putting myself in the shoes of the women listening and hearing you say that. Well, let me ask you, think about yourself a year ago. And if you were listening to one of these mm -hmm. interviews, I know that you probably were. When a woman would say something like this, like, you know, I realized that everything I wanted was inside of myself is nothing to do with the men. I was the common denominator. Um, what do you think would be the question that they would be asking? Would they be asking, like, I'm thinking like, how did you realize that? What were like the practices that you did? Or what, what do you think you would be asking a woman who actually said that? Definitely how, <laughs> you know, it's like, especially because a year ago, I mean, I was always in my head. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what it meant to be living from like a heart space or even connected to my body. You know, I was living in pain in my shoulders and my neck, which I know a lot of women struggle with. Um, my health was being affected and yeah, definitely the how. Um, so let's talk about because the how. it is. What is, what is the yeah. how, Julie? How, do, how were you able to, because I know right now, I mean, did you want to share? So let's talk about, let's mm -hmm. talk first about the result and where you're at now. And then we'll talk about the how. So where, where are you at now after doing this work? Yeah. So I recently was claimed by a com very committed masculine man. So claimed and means, so means what? He asked me to be exclusive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he um, he's just an amazing person. And he was actually a setup from a friend of ours. And I mean, he knew almost immediately he wanted to be with me, but I wasn't there yet you know, I was still kind of on my journey of wanting to date, kind of wanting to see what was out there. And so we spent, I'm trying to think from our first date in June, and then just recently was claimed within the last few weeks, um, you know, almost four months, just kind of dating and getting to know one another. 
And I was funneling, you know, I had several different men in my funnel that I was actively dating. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously over time, it's like, I can trust this man. He shows up for me, not only me, but my children as well, which was super important. Um, Especially, you know, being a single mom with two kids, a lot of guys didn't understand my you know, previous engagements with my children and that my kids will always come first after myself. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, now I'm in a committed relationship. I mean, he's got the girls right now, you know, he's hanging out with them and and they love him. And yeah. Does he, uh, does he have children of his own or no? He does. Okay. Yeah. And that was another thing was most of the guys I was dating, some of them were dads, um, but he was he was the first one to want to be actively involved in the girls. You know, like he wanted to be around. He wanted to come around. He wanted to help with the food. And, you know, I mean, I can't even tell you. Like if I just mentioned that my lawn needed to be mowed, it would be done. <laughs> I didn't have to ask. He would bring a lawnmower over and cut my grass while I was the, at work. The true so protector was, provider. Yeah, it's yeah. so important. Uh, like when you have children, obviously I haven't been in that situation of being a single mother, but obviously I am a mother and I have two. So when you're mm-hmm. dating someone and you do have children, it's, you know, they, they're here. Obviously you can't ignore them and they do come, you know, first to you, then the children and then the men, right? So it has mm-hmm. to be the right fit in, in, in that as well. Because, um, you know, if, when you're single and there's no kids, obviously that's not even a factor. But through that, that's also kind of a filter in terms of how much does he want to be involved and you're seeing this man with your children and all of that. So... Yeah. Okay. So you're claimed now. Congratulations. And I know this has been quite a journey. Uh, you know, this man had to kind of hunt you down um, yeah. and really persist. And I think one of your story, Julie, is one of the, I mean, string was the same. And I always say, you know, a committed masculine man who wants to be with you, he will persist. And that is the quality that, you know, in the beginning, you're like, Ooh, I don't know. Cause I know it was like, I don't know, kind of a scenario. Right. Um, because you know, string, mm-hmm. my husband was a hell no. He actually was a hell no. It's not even, I don't know. He was a hell no in the beginning, but because I practiced what I'm teaching in the program and everything about giving men chances, allowing men to pursue in court, because in different scenarios, then you really see his character develop and evolve and really show you who he truly is because you know after three days that's why i'm saying at least three to five dates so that not an not to get into a relationship just to decide whether you want to keep dating this man at least three to five dates and then in the period of dating you're really allowing him to show up for you in many different ways and uh, you did all the right things julian i know a lot of women had questions for you in the program we're like how did you do that how did he not fall off and here's an example where and you know string tells me this all the time because i asked him a few times you know would you be intimidated because your man he knew you were dating other people i'm assuming Mm -hmm. right he knew you were Mm -hmm. you know not because I don't know, you were like sleeping around or whatever because you are an amazing woman, you are the prize and you want to date and you want to see what's out there. And uh, String told me, yeah, I wouldn't be intimidated by other men. In fact, that would further motivate me to pursue and to court and to like hunt you down, so to say, as my woman. And so mm-hmm. here you are uh, having this amazing man with this amazing relationship. So let's talk about the how, Julie. How did you get from a place of, because you said, you know, um, you were alone with two kids and you were leading the household. You felt like you had no support. You felt like you had to do everything on your own. And I also, 
really appreciate the fact that you 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 tell your story in terms of there was tension in my body, which I guess you were. Mm -hmm learning through maybe following my work and the embodiment of it. And, and you said your health was also compromised. So how did you get from that to, and, you know, not trusting men or not believing that great men are out there and not feeling worthy? How did, how did you get to actually date, date multiple men at a time and allow this amazing man to, to, to claim you and be where you're at? How would you talk about those, the, the how? Hey, girlfriend, before we continue with this episode, I wanted to jump in real quick and share an important message for you. There's a lot of advice out there about dating and relationships, books, experts and gurus, and even your granny has a surefire way to succeed in love. And most of it is complete BS. Well, maybe not so much granny's advice. As you may or may not know, I run a transformational 10-week group coaching program called Claim, just like the podcast, that has helped hundreds of women around the world completely change their dating reality with men, where they go from being frustrated and burnt out to actually enjoying dating and starting to attract some amazing men, men who stand strong in their masculinity, who are confident, who court and pursue you and plan and organize and pay for dates, but who are also emotionally available and are ready and willing and again, available for relationship with you. And I've developed this program with one thing in mind, that you already have everything you need to attract the man in the relationship of your dreams. You don't need to change who you are. You are not broken. You just need to make a few key shifts and they all start from the inside. If you're ready to feel that kind of excitement, ease and joy in dating and relationships that so many of my clients have experienced and me myself, as you know, I have attracted my masculine men and now have a family with him. I have an invitation for you. Work with me and my team to get on the fast track so you can start seeing big changes in your life ASAP. Go to claim.com slash apply to sign up for your free, no catch discovery call or short interview with a member of my team. This will be your chance to experience our approach firsthand and to ask any personal questions you might have about the program and whether this is a good fit for you. It's also going to be our chance to see if we would be a good fit for you because we're not in this and I'm not in this for a quick buck and we don't work just with anyone. We're committed to your success and we want to make sure we can help you to achieve it. The good news is that dating and relationships doesn't have to be this hard. So if you don't want to wait around any longer wondering where are all the good men, if you need an urgent change and are open to receiving personalized help and guidance and want to invest in yourself, then apply for this no catch. There's nothing that you need to give us. It's just a free discovery call for you so you can see whether this is a good fit for you and so they can work on this together. So go to claimed.com slash apply. This will take you to a calendar where you can book your call, answer some short questions, and then we shall see you on the other side. All right, now back to the episode. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just, I'm kind of a rule follower in certain respects. And I just went through step by step through your program. Um, I really had to be honest with myself and take a really hard look at my patterns and also do a lot of healing with my dad and my mom and my parents and, you know, people that had, had really hurt me in my life. And so um, I had one goal in 2022. It was to trust, I think, how many men? Hold on. I think it was three men. Oh, <laughs> or maybe that's two. such a good goal. <laughs> Let trust me look. three men. I think it was trust two men because wow. three felt like too many and one didn't feel like enough. And I already had an idea of like who the one man was, which is my, my best girlfriend here. It's her husband, you know, and watching him and how he treats his children and his wife. 
And so really leaning into that friendship, that was one of them. Um, Cause I didn't actually even start dating until May 1st. So I took, you know, some time in between there to really kind of get my heart in a right place um, and really be able to open up and be authentic with the men when they would ask me out on dates mm -hmm. because I wanted to show up as who I truly was so that they had an idea of, of who I am and then they can also make an informed decision. So I really got past that fear of, you know, I think you call it a, a scarcity mindset. So like not having enough men, not having good men, you know, men, there's only one, like if I find one man, that's it, if I don't get him. And, and honestly, like, I mean, just so many men showed up. And even though I think I went on like 24 dates in the month of May, and it was only while my ex-husband had the girls. So you can do the math on that. <laughs> but a lot of those men, I mean, I really just wanted to date all the different, you know, types of guys out there. I wanted to see what was out there. And, um, you know, and, and what I learned through that was even if it was a no for both of us at the end of the date, we could still thank each other for our time and move on. You know, it just wasn't a great fit mm. and it didn't have to be like all of this pressure of like, Oh, I, I must find the right guy. Like, because I was already giving myself what I needed, which was security, support, love to myself. Mm. So, how did I get to there? That's a, I'm trying to think how I'd answer that. I mean, your program does such a great job, but you really do have to put in the work. You know, you have to show up for yourself every day and prioritize yourself. Yeah. So following your program, you know, going through step by step. I did. I was a little late on uh, the boudoir shoot. I didn't do that till about July. Um, but, you know, that was just like unraveling like a little little bits at a time. I mean, my heart was so protected from my past marriage, you know, that it just, it took time. And mm -hmm. the guy that I'm with now, he just had to unravel that little bit at a time. Yeah. And so how do you feel now, Julie, in this, about yourself, first of all, tell us about how do you feel in the body, like those physical sensations, and then in the relationship? So now, oh man, I mean, I'm like a totally different person. If you had met me a year ago and you saw me now, I mean, I know who I am. I know what I'm worth. I know exactly kind of my trajectory for the future. You know, I'm not looking outside myself anymore for validation, for love, for support. I mean, and the funny thing is when I stopped looking outside of myself, they all started showing up. So even like my work relationships got better, you know, my ease with my patients at my work at, at my job, um, the interactions with them got more authentic, more real. And, you know, even even they started sharing things with me that, you know, maybe they felt too vulnerable to share with other providers. Mm -hmm. So it was it's been a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, obviously, it's a never ending process. There's always work, more work to do. But and actually, my relationship now, it's it's interesting. It's so supportive and it's such a safe space that I can really truly be who I am. And he can hold that space for me to kind of reveal like my deepest vulnerabilities. So 
it's almost like we're go still going through like a healing process mm. there, both of us. Can you perhaps so. give an example of a maybe a recent situation where, because I think like what you, first of all what you said when I stopped looking outside of myself, they started showing up. Uh, this is such mm -hmm. a beautiful realization, and my hope is that with the program, um, and I see this, this, this is the realization that women come to, right? Because um, I think most people look for answers outside where all of the answers are already inside. You perhaps just need a guide or a process to, to take you through it, right? Um, and I am here as a guide and as a coach, and here's this whole process, but you have to walk it, right? Yes, we'll be holding your hand and, you know, being there for you anytime you need, but you have to walk it. There's no one else who can walk it for you. Um, and, yeah, when you said I can truly be who I am with this man, I think, uh, you know, I deeply resonate with that and I feel the same in my relationship and this is I think one of the primary needs of of the feminine um and so women who are listening I know they're they're all they all want that we we all want and crave that and so yeah I'm just curious if you have in mind a situation where wh th that's an example of of that like feeling fully, fully heard and fully Yeah, seen. like when you say, I can truly be who I am in this relationship. Um, mm. Is there anything that comes to mind as a specific example where, yeah, that showcases that? So, I mean, so many things. I'll just mention two mm -hmm. just because these are like major, major things. So, um, number one was, like I said, I mean, he knew already probably in August that he wanted to be with me. He asked me multiple times to be exclusive and it took me so long <laughs> in his mind you know yeah. for for me to make a decision but I mean I had such a strong funnel I had really built really good relationships with the guys that I was currently dating including him and you know I we obviously it did come up lots of times because he, he would bring it up are you ready to be exclusive I really you know I'm falling for you I really want to be with you and I think the best example is I felt comfortable um like the way I described it to the the ladies in the program is his vessel like when I imagined it during you know my meditative flow his vessel was big enough to handle all of me, which included, you know, even the negative things like I don't I'm not there yet with you. You know, that can be really mm -hmm. difficult for someone to sit with. And and he did. I'm not trying to say it was easy for him because men like that's their nature. They want it. They want a woman. They want their woman. And he knew I was his woman, period. And um, he was able to take that and sit with it you know, and, and he needed time and space as well with that. But like I said, he just continued to show up. And I told him, I said, you know, this isn't a no, but this is a not, not yet. And uh, we had to have a couple of, of kind of difficult conversations. Um, but he, he, I mean, I never felt threatened. He never threatened to leave me or to walk away. You know, he said eventually, obviously, yes. Like you do reach a point where it's yeah. like, okay, we're at this point in the relationship. We have to make a decision. But, but at that point, you know, we were, we had only gone out on maybe six or seven dates. So I just take, I take some time. I mean, I had a, a lot of trauma with my ex. And so 
it just took me a while. And, and I just explained it from a, a really, a really honest place inside myself. And, you know, it, it, it was a hard conversation. I'm not trying to, to sugarcoat it. You have to have hard conversations, but when you're coming from a place of, of being sure inside of yourself, then those hard conversations become a lot easier. Mm. This is such a beautiful story, Julian. There's so many powerful lessons here. First of all, I think it's such a pattern interrupt when as a woman, you actually say, I'm not sure yet. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. not ready because I think most women who find, you know, who, you knew he's a great guy. And so mm -hmm. why is this a pattern interrupt? Because what I see, like the issue with a lot of women is like, they find that guy. First of all, they like lead the whole dynamic and whatever, don't even allow him to pursue them. But then once they find like, oh my God, for a guy to be like, let's get into a relationship, like hell yes. So a lot of women jump into a relationship without even first of all, doing it properly from the beginning, from having a funnel, having dates, having that, you know, abundance mindset, dating multiple men at a time, and then choosing and allowing yourself the, the time. And the, I mean, sometimes, yes, it does happen mm -hmm. that, yes, this is a yes, let's go. But what I see in, in most women, they just jump into it too quickly, because they're like, oh, here's the one guy, I got to jump into it. And then here's where down the line, a lot of the problems start to happen, because that decision I'm not saying all the time, but a lot of the times it's not aligned with actually who you are, what you like. We, we haven't done that personal growth, right? And, and jumped in, went into our bodies, really like, who am I? What do I want in a man? What's important, right? So that alignment with you and you said, it's not even about the man, it's about you. And so mm -hmm. even in that, that you actually allowed yourself the luxury of saying not yet, and obviously within the not yet, there's a lot of risk because this man could have walked away. And you assume that risk because you, by going through the process, being the program, you have embodied that idea that there's plenty of great men around, right? There's no rush. I'm in my body. I'm respecting my feelings. And so with that, you're also, you also attracted this man who, as you said, was able to take that and, and be with it and, and see with it and, mm -hmm. You know, it's that I, I think like from the masculine perspective, it's that whole dance of she's not ready yet. That's okay. That's like, like I'm feeling that mm -hmm. she, she's getting there. And in that moment, you know, an insecure man would, it, would have taken it personally or whatever and say, you know what? I'm out of here and would, would have moved on. So this is also, I'm not saying every woman should do that because yes, there's certain situations where he asks you and you say yes. But in your case, that wasn't the case. And he was... Just, I, you know, as you talk about this, with me and String, it was actually the same. Like, I think you know my story, but my story with String, as I said, it was a hell no. Our first sex was terrible. I was like, I, I think he even let me pay for half of the hotel where that terrible sex happened. <laughs> I was like, this is just insane. Like, this, I never want to see this guy again. You know, I took out my phone. I recorded a message to my girlfriend and said, I thought men at 40 know what they're doing in bed. Apparently not. And so, um, and then there was another instance after that where we went to the bar and, like, he didn't get me a drink and whatever. And I was like, you know, like, I'm, I'm freaking done with this. Like, I, I not even, not like you, you were like, maybe, not ready yet. You know, I just took him out of the bar and I said, stop wasting your time on me because it's not going anywhere. And then I just left. <laughs> You know, but for wow. some reason, like, I don't know, when I asked him about this, he was like, oh, you know, I just thought that like you were not in the mood that night or something like that. And then he just <laughs> kept showing like completely, you know, I find it fascinating how men sometimes are completely oblivious to 
to the fact that you know you know how men look in the mirror and they have this a bit of a, a bit of a belly but what they do is like they suck it in they're like oh yeah this six pack isn't looking too bad <laughs> like i still got it and then they go well women uh when we look into the mirror we distort everything 40 percent of the negative and so it's just so fascinating how men can just do it you know they they deal with rejection uh, that they have experience with rejection. And so they, do, they, they don't take no for an answer. Well, the healthy masculine ones, right? And so they, they keep pursuing. That's what happened with me in stream. Like, how did I get from like being a complete hell no to like stop spending your, wasting your time on me to, you know, a few weeks down the line, something's happened and he was persistent and whatever. And he really showed up for me. And then that dynamic turned into like the most amazing sex of my life. And then, you know, mm. marrying this guy, you know, being proposed to nine months later and having children. Like, it's just amazing, right? Incredible how things happen. But that's because I just allowed myself to be in that space and I and I was feeling into his vessel, as, as you call it. So, mm -hmm. Julie, I am, you know, amazing transformation. I'm so proud of you and that the fact that you did the work and you were showing up. And so I guess the last question for you here is for all of the women listening. And so let's say a woman who is currently where you were at the time that you started to, let's say, follow me or get into all this work, what would you tell her? Well, if she's kind of on the sidelines or she still kind of thinks that she needs to do her research or whatever, um, why would you encourage her to, to, to sign up for a discovery call and perhaps even join the program? Mm. Oh, man. Um, you know, I just feel like we're so used to women as women, definitely just being in our masculine all the time and like coming from a headspace and, and pushing, pushing, pushing and striving and, you know, not be, being able to take a rest and relax into that secure presence. And this program to me is is the most comprehensive program to really get down to the depths of why did that happen? You know, how did we get from that girl who just wants to pick flowers and, you know, twirl around in fields and play all day to this woman that's constantly striving in everything, you know, striving in work, striving in relationships, forcing things to make it happen. Um, I mean, your program, from everything that I saw and all the research I did, it's, it's, it wasn't about like, say the right thing. It was more like, no, learn to love yourself, learn who you are as a woman, learn, you know, your feminine flavor. You like to talk about it and come from there. And then that'll start drawing in the right kinds of guys. So that's what I would say is, you know, stop looking <laughs> like here it is. <laughs> I mean, there's so many out there. And I mean, I, I had also followed a lot of other podcasters and YouTubers and all that. So, you know, and there are benefits to some of those things, but the real work is on yourself. So, yeah. And that's, you know, one of my struggles with marketing, so to say, because I know that this is what women are looking for. As you said, you were mm -hmm. looking for how to get him to do this or what to say what is you know these women who come on our coaching calls oh i love them so much but they're so new so fresh and they come on yeah. and 
what should I reply to this text message, right? Because that's the first <laughs> thing that like you think about. And I have so much, not trouble with that, but because I'm like, I'm seeing that and I'm like, that is not the end. That is not the right question to ask. That is not the right thing to search for. But of course, I see this as a coach. And when I think about, you know, where you were or all the women who are looking for an answer, of course, unless, you know, you've been doing this work and digging deep and whatever, you're just coming out there on YouTube or whatever, and you're searching for what do I like? Here's the guy. Here's his, what do I say, right? <laughs> um, so I have a lot of trouble with that. Like, oh, I got to create a video telling women what to say, but then turn it around to actually be like, it's not about that. It's about this, yeah. and this is why it's important. So, um, and yeah. that was me too. I mean, I had I I honestly thought like if I just find the right guy, you know, if I find the right guy, it'll make my life so much easier. Yeah. But it wasn't about being it wasn't about finding the right guy. It was about being the right woman to kind of attract that caliber of man. If that makes any sense. Wow, so. I got to write this down. Super powerful. It wasn't about the right guy. It's about being the right woman. For yourself mm -hmm. that attracts. For myself, right. exactly. You know, and, and the thing is, I mean, even like the way I mothered changed. It, it mm -hmm. literally changed my life. It changed my relationship with my ex, which was very, very stressful. And always like, you know, we were both feeding into this really negative bucket constantly. We were just like, you know, still at each other's throats and still kind of in that negative pattern. And he certainly didn't change. I just decided one day that I wasn't going to continue that. And I just didn't. And then the whole relationship with him changed. So it didn't matter what he did. Mm -hmm. The only thing that mattered was the way I showed up to that relationship and that relationship changed. So how did it tell me about, cause I'm curious, how did your motherhood change? Like, how are you showing up mm -hmm. now in your motherhood and how, cause you know, that relationship with an ex, with the father of your children is really important, especially when there's a new man involved. So I'm curious about those two dynamics. How did that change and how is it now? So at that time, before I started your program, you know, I had just, I was ending the divorce. So it obviously was a super stressful time in my, in my life. Um, and I was showing up with that kind of stress, you know, all that tension I was holding in my body, I was taking it out on my kids. And I remember telling them like, you know what, mommy just needs a time out. And I would have to take myself away from the situation and like go to my bedroom so that I could get a little space between us. And now, you know, my capacity for them is just so much bigger. Like my patience is better. Um, I'm able to kind of see their little emotional things that they have and, and, and meet them where they are instead of trying to change them or mold them and trying to say, you know, please don't feel that. Cause that makes me uncomfortable. It's like, I can sit with all those great big kid sized feelings. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing in your program specifically on that, but it was just doing that inner work. Just like I said, it totally changed my life. Yeah. Because what you're doing is, and how old are your kids, Julie? They're five and seven. Yeah. Because when you're working yeah. on developing that capacity for you to actually be present with your sensations, that's what we pretty much that's what we're doing, right? Developing the capacity to just sit with yourself and be with what's happening in your body. And, you know, I'm a mother right now, like there's tantrums going on every day. You're able yeah. to, and I, and I deeply resonate with what you're saying because, and obviously, I mean, oh my God, String and I talk a lot about 
being a single mother is like the craziest thing. I don't even know how you do it, but obviously you do it because that's, you mm -hmm. just have to do it. Um, but when that capacity to feel, when you are able to hold all of those negative, positive, whatever that is sensations and just be with them, because most people are not able to do that, then you're developing the capacity to actually hold that for anyone and especially for your kids mm -hmm. because they just need to know that the adult in their life can handle that. And when they mm -hmm. feel secure in that, I believe that that's what secure attachment really is, then they can just express whatever emotions they are, but we can only get comfortable with that. Like now I know my four-year-old when she, I mean, I still feel the frustration, but because I'm able to be with my own emotions in a very uh, positive and create that positive relationship with it, like no judgment, you know, I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Right. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, Oh, mm -hmm. you're feeling what you're feeling. Right. And I can hold her. And when I hold her for about a minute or two or whatever, and she's like crying her guts out, then she settles. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. because this is all transient because this is just emotions it's not about it's not telling me i don't love you less because you cry or because you're like doing your thing or whatever um it's just what you're feeling right so mm -hmm. yeah so powerful and then tell us the, about the, the the x situation how's it now <laughs> well now i mean you know, like I said, I didn't, I, I just didn't even expect anything from him. I mm -hmm. just, I approached the situation different. Um, I had to learn some, some good, healthy boundaries there, you know, about what he could say to me, what he couldn't, you know, when he could call me, how he could call me, stuff like that. So, um, and honestly, I just stopped feeding into the negativity. So I would just ignore that. It's like, I'm, I'm above, you know, feeding back into this negative pattern. Like, let's talk about the kids. Let's keep it, you know, mm -hmm. simple mm -hmm. and keep it moving, you know? And I used to have a lot of frustrations around, you know, his time with them because, uh, unfortunately they're kind of a second, I don't want to say second tier. That's not the right word, but they're second on his list. You know, work is first, and he's got to make sure that he fulfills all his work duties, which I fully understand. But part of me is like, well, you know, you, you also need to, to schedule your kids into your life as well. So I just realized that, you know, I, I can't control what he does. And the only thing I can control is how I personally show up to that. Yeah. So powerful, Julie. I mean, and, and that's the thing. Once you get out of the story, out of your own story and feeding that dynamic that, and you know, I always say people always attract their equal. Like when we're in a situation, there's some toxicity involved or whatever. We're playing a part in it. Like there's two people here, right? And so, and it's so hard for, I guess, women specifically to understand because of course, like, you know, He's not showing up in the, in the right way as a father, as an ex-husband, as whatever, whatever, whatever. And so that story, that external, I guess, um, orientation or focus perpetuates the whole, the, the same mm -hmm. thing over and over again. And so when you and your body, you do your own work, you're like, not available for that anymore. Not part mm -hmm. of my story. You do you. And, you know, there's some sort of like, I guess, graceful acceptance around the fact that it is what it is. Right. And so once you change and set your own boundaries, 
everyone in my experience and yours and with all the women that I work with that just follows because you're just not available for that. And you, once you stop feeding that cycle, then there's nothing to, to feed on from the other person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, nothing really changed. He's still the same guy, mm-hmm. right? It just, I, um, I changed and, and how I approach things. So, ah, so good, Julie. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for, I think we're going to stop here. Is there anything else you'd like to add before, before we stop? Let me think. You know, I, the last thing would just be stick with it. Like you're worth it. Your, your kids are worth it. Your heart is worth it. There are great men out there. Um, you just have to become that great woman and they'll find you. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. Thanks so much, Julie. I I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for your time and for your vulnerability as well. And as I said in the beginning, for your courage, I'm pretty sure that so many women will be listening and watching this and getting really inspired. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Hi, beautiful woman. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And please, please leave a review. This is super helpful for me for the podcast. And this is a time to give back, to leave a review, share this episode with your girlfriend who really wants to hear it. You can also find me on Medium and YouTube at Anna Rova, where I share pretty much very similar content and where we change the world one embodied woman at a time. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for being here with me today.